0: From Innovation Alley at Marquette University, I'm Chuck Swoboda, and this is Innovators on Tap, a show based on the idea that innovation is about leadership. It's a mindset to find a better way, and ultimately, it's about people. This podcast is designed to allow you to open your mind to new ideas and find ways to put those concepts to work and maybe even change the world. Episode 8 continues our journey to uncover your innovator spirit, as we explore the idea that when it comes to innovation, the customer can't tell you what they really need. Today, we'll discover how to reframe your approach to customer input when you wanna develop something that has never been done before. We'll start by finding problems worth solving, applying discontinuous thinking to imagine a different future, and figuring out how to convince your customer to give it a try. That's what's on tap today, enjoy. So imagine that you were developing an innovative new product. You believe it has the potential to create a new paradigm that has previously not been available in the market. But before you go too far, you want to understand what the customer really needs. So you do what many companies around the world do every day. You convene a focus group of potential customers to see what they think. But as you are preparing for this session, you realize that you have a big problem. You are looking for the customer to tell you what they want, but then it occurs to you that this approach is never going to work. Think about it. How does a customer ask for something that they don't yet know is even possible? They can't. And that's the problem. This dilemma can best be explained by a famous quote that has been attributed to Henry Ford. If I'd asked customers what they wanted, they would have told me a faster horse. What Ford was getting at is that the customer doesn't know what they want because they cannot relate to something that they have never experienced before. If it wasn't for Henry Ford and other early innovators, we might still be using a horse and a buggy to get around instead of automobiles. Or if it wasn't for the insights of Steve Jobs and the team at Apple, we might still be carrying around a separate phone, music player, ebook reader, calendar, and even a device to browse the web instead of just an iPhone. Or if it wasn't for the LED companies like Cree and their teams of engineers who were pushing the limits of physics to make high-performance blue and white LEDs possible, we might still be stuck replacing our energy-wasting lights on a regular basis as they continue to burn out. And if it wasn't for Thomas Edison and his team's work in the late 1800s, we might still be using gas lamps and candlelight. Now, how many of you wish we could go back to the good old days before all these innovations were developed to help make our lives easier and often better? I'm guessing that not many of you would choose to live in the past, Let's face it, we wouldn't be where we are today if those innovators had listened to what the customer wanted, if they had embraced that famous old saying, the customer is always right. I'm sure you're familiar with this phrase. It's considered by many a fundamental business principle. It dates back to the early 1900s when some of the most successful retailers began using it, such as John Wanamaker in Philadelphia and Marshall Field in Chicago. What is interesting to note is that the phrase was apparently never meant to be taken literally. It was instead meant as a strategy to differentiate their stores from their competitors by encouraging their staff to pay special attention to their customers. And I think we would all agree that treating your customers well is a good business strategy. However, when it comes to innovation, the customer is not always right. And that's because they simply don't have the insight or the necessary context to describe a better future. Now, this doesn't mean the customer is not important. They are. But you can't expect them to tell you what to do. So stop asking them. And instead, focus on having them describe the problem that needs to be solved. Think of it this way. Customers can identify problems. But you have to come up with the solutions. If customers could come up with their own solutions, they wouldn't need your innovation in the first place. Steve Jobs did a great job of explaining this point in an interview that he did many years ago that is available on YouTube when he said, and the problem is, is that market research can tell you, tell you what your customers think of something you show them or it can tell you what your customers want as an incremental improvement on what you have. But very rarely can your customers predict something that they don't even quite know they want yet. As an example, no market research could have led to the development of the Macintosh or the personal computer in the first place. What Jobs was getting at is a fundamental truth about innovation that most people forget. Your customers cannot ask for something if they can't envision that it is even possible they are limited by their own experiences. What Steve Jobs and the team at Apple were able to do was to recognize problems that customers didn't even know they had and then come up with an entirely new way to solve them. In fact, I experienced this issue several times in my own career. In 2012, when Cree was evaluating the potential market for an LED light bulb, we decided to ask the customer, we hired a market research firm to help us conduct several focus groups where we asked people what they thought about their current light bulbs and what they would like to see improved. We understood that LED light bulbs would save energy and could last much longer, but we wanted to see what was important to potential customers. To our surprise, the customers didn't really even care about their light bulbs. It wasn't something that they thought about. They were apathetic. But when we pushed them for a suggestion on what we could do better, the one thing they said is that they wish they cost less. They wanted cheaper light bulbs. Now, at first, our team was really frustrated by this study. Customers didn't really care about their lights, and they just wanted the bulbs to be cheaper. And we knew that LED bulbs would actually cost more initially, but then they would pay for themselves over time with energy savings and longer life. We weren't sure what to do, and then we realized that the customer had actually told us what really mattered, the problem that they needed to be solved. They said cheaper light bulbs, but what they really said they wanted was cheaper light, and we could do that. So how might you apply this idea in your own organization? Well, here are three things that you can do with your customer in order to successfully innovate. First, listen to the customer, but not for the solution, and instead for what is their problem. Use market research or customer discovery to look for the problems, not the answers. Why problems? Well, Danny Meyer, the founder of Shake Shack, said in an interview recently with Guy Raz on his podcast How I Built This, that his grandpa gave him this great advice. He said, you know, stop complaining about problems. He said problems is the definition of business. Yep. And he said the people who do best in business aren't the ones with the least problems or the people who solve their problems better and have more fun doing it with better people. Customers can't tell you what to do, but they can illuminate problems, which provides the foundation of a business. Second, once you've identified the problem, think about how you would solve it by going beyond what has ever been done before you need to apply discontinuous thinking. Now remember, if you wanna innovate, you can't just make a faster horse. You have to invent something new, like the automobile. Our experiences of what has been done before or what is expected are actually boundary conditions that get in the way of new ideas. So imagine that you have to come up with a solution that has never been tried before and force yourself to start in a place that is beyond wherever you're at today. When Albert Einstein was thinking of his new vision for physics, he would often skip the hard math. And instead, he would do mind puzzles on what a light beam would look like if you were on a train, or how a laboratory would work if it was inside a falling elevator. He said, We cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking that created them. While everyone else was focused on trying to improve our current understanding of physics, Einstein applied discontinuous thinking to imagine a different future and come up with a whole new approach to science. Third, after you have developed a solution, you now have to convince the customer that it actually solves their problem. You have to not only make them care, but you have to get them to try it. When something is new, Especially if it is significantly different from what they are used to, people are going to be hesitant to give it a chance. So don't focus on what your new thing is, but instead on how it makes the customer's life better in some way. And then give them a compelling reason that they should give it a try. What you should not do is focus on the fact that it is new and innovative. That is not a benefit to the customer in and of itself. And it is certainly not a reason for most people to try it. Consider the recent advertising approach of Nissan, where they seem to have made innovation a core part of their TV and print messaging. I recall one tagline from a few years ago that said, innovation that excites. And more recently, the company produced an ad that was published on YouTube. Nissan, innovation for today, innovation for tomorrow. Innovation for all. I think they've missed the point. Innovation by itself isn't a reason to care. And telling me something is innovative doesn't actually make it so. Only the customer can determine that something is innovative when they use it and appreciate how it makes their lives better. In my experience, when companies rely on their marketing to try and convince people that what they're doing is innovative, then it's probably not innovative at all. If you are trying to innovate, you can't ask the customer what to do. Instead, talk with your customer to identify what problem that needs to be solved and then figure out how to solve that problem in a way that the customer wasn't expecting. Making their lives better is what innovation is all about. Thanks for listening to this episode of Innovators on Tap, which focuses on the idea that the customer is not always right. If you enjoyed hearing about this concept, you can learn about it in more detail in my book, The Innovator Spirit, which is available wherever you buy books. If you found value on this episode, please write and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And please share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. Because I think we all know of things that could use some innovative thinking. Please feel free to contact us through our website at innovatorsontap.com. We're always open to new ideas or critical feedback. Because my belief as an innovator is anything you do today can be done better tomorrow. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Let's go change the world.